Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, my guest is Chris Christofferson, and he comes to us from Vancouver, and he runs a company called Workout Media. I said it wrong. Did I say Chris Christopherson? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. sorry. But we're going to continue. It's Curtis Christopherson. I don't know. I'm thinking of the singer. That must oh, yeah. be it, right? Happens all the time. Yeah. I am so sorry. Curtis, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, so what do you do uh, with Workout Media? Where are you located? You're in Vancouver, uh, Vancouver proper or on the outskirts? Yeah, outskirts of uh, Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. Okay, and where? Uh, pardon me? Where specifically? Yeah, wh- yeah a, a town called White Rock. Okay, I know White Rock. White Rock. Uh, yeah. Okay, and what do you do? What is Workout Media? Yeah, so for the last 22 years, I've been in the health and fitness space. I own a company called Innovative Fitness, which is a premium personal training company. And then through the pandemic, we launched a virtual training company called Workout Media. So we connect users and consumers around the world to a vetted fitness experience, whether it's online or in person. So give me an example. I'm in Toronto. How do I tap into yeah. your services? Yeah. So if you went to workout.com, so W-R-K-O-U-T-O-U-T.com, you could, uh, if you're looking for to work with a trainer, a yoga instructor, a Pilates instructor, you know, someone that's at the convenience of either in your home or on the road, you could go to our website and then you could search uh, the trainers or the you know fitness professionals that you, you're interested in. And then you can actually connect with them and buy with them directly. And then you could connect with them virtually over, over a very similar platform like Zoom, or you could uh, you know book their services in person if they lived locally. So you could train with a yoga instructor in New York, or you could trade with a trainer in LA. Or you could, uh, you know, book someone in, you know, in person in Toronto, depending on what you wanted. So wow, so you're like the Uber of trainers. Yeah, it's like Uber meets Airbnb for the fitness community. Yeah. That's very very cool. Okay, so um, you were running a, uh, I guess, a personal fitness studio or a concept, and then the pandemic hit, and so you pivoted. Yeah. So for the last twenty years, we. You know, I've I've built and grown a company called Innovative Fitness, which is a premium personal training brick and mortar business. We have 225 uh, full time employees, and we that still exists today. Um, during COVID, because we didn't know how long we'd be shut down for, we pivoted online and realized there was a unique opportunity in the virtual training space, and that's how Workout was born. So currently, today I run both companies. Um, I I oversee. You know, I have a great executive and management team and leadership team at Innovative Fitness that manages our 12 studios. And then at the same time, we have a startup called Workout Media, which is, you know, what I just described. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds great. And it sounds like you're super busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is the challenge you want to talk about today? Yeah. I mean, I think it's relevant for a lot of people out there, especially entrepreneurs or people that are, you know, starting up businesses. I've been in business for 20 years and and uh, never has there been a time that I've been... I'd say less, I have the least amount of time, most amount of stress. Um, I have a surviving company and, and a startup company. And I got two kids at home. So a five-year-old five year and a seven-year-old that, you know, allocating the time, energy, and focus. Um, 
you know, can be challenging uh, at times. Um, you know, sports is more demanding than ever, you know, you know, in, in with, with young kids. And I don't think business and business isn't nine to five anymore. So as an entrepreneur and a business person, I think, you know, challenging the responsibility and commitment to your family and your kids at the same time, you know, uh, yeah, I guess making a living is, is, is definitely um, a challenge. And I think oh. there comes, comes guilt with that. So what I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Talk to me about the guilt. Tell me about what do you feel guilty about? And um, are you married? Do you have a partner? And how, what is the arrangement? Oh yeah. Uh, happily married, been married for the last 10 years and, uh, and uh, have a very supportive wife and spouse uh, named Melissa. And she, you know, I think at the end of the day, we, we, we definitely, I would say some people say we vibrate at a different level. We, we love to, you know, take on the world, whether it's business, adventure, you know, family um, commitments. And, you know, I think just uh, managing both our expectation, but the expectation of the world these days is, is very, very difficult. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, nowadays when, when you involve your kids in sports, it's not, you know, a one day a week practice and a one day a week game. It's a, you know, three days a week practice and, you know, a game or tournaments at, at a very young age. So that, that is, you know, you want to provide opportunity for your kids, but you know, you have to draw the line sometimes. So it's balancing that balancing act of being disciplined, um, you know, of around your time, around your energy, around your commitment to to your commitments personally, professionally, you know, family-wise, you name it. And then, you know, spouse-wise. I think we do a good job, but it, it doesn't seem to be easy. Not saying that things should be. So go, so I, I, I'm hearing a few things. So just tell me a little bit about the guilt. What do you feel guilty about? Do you feel guilty that um, you're not giving your kids enough time? Do you feel like you're pushing them too hard? Like what, what's the guilt about? I would say, you know, um, if there's one, you know, area that probably stands out most would be the guilt around focus, time and attention to, you know, our kids for sure. So tell me a little bit about them. You said you have two kids and they are, what ages did you say? Seven and, and five? Five and seven. Yes. Okay. And so what are they like? Just tell me a little bit about your kids. <laughs> well, I got uh, an older daughter that's seven years old and she's, you know, um, full of fire and, and, uh, and as some people say, she's got a lot of jam, so she does not stop and, uh, you know, keeping her busy and active and engaged is, is super important. Uh, and then our, our little guy, Easton, he is, he's, um, salt to the earth, you know, very, um, even keel, super steady. And, and, uh, I think he provides a level of groundness to, you know, the, both the dynamic in the family, but also uh, the difference between our, our daughter and son. They're completely opposite that way. And um, when you say he provides grounding in the dynamic, talk to me about the dynamic. What is the dynamic in the family? Yeah, I just think, you know, um, I think people have a level of like a, a, you know, an energetic field that they operate in and and he vibrates at a, at a you know, a much steadier, more calm pace than, I would say majority of the home does. And so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it allows for that balance that we have that, you know, it keeps us, I think if, if our, I think our, our family, myself, my daughter, particularly like, 
you know, vibrate at probably a higher level. And um, when you say vibrate, are you saying that she's highly energetic? Oh yeah. Energetic, like the energetic field, overall spunk for life taking on, you know um, yeah. Taking on adventures and, and, uh, and, and really not slowing down. Okay. So I want to go back because you said two very important things, but one thing you talked about is the guilt you feel about being focused, focused time and attention on your kids. Yep. Okay. So what happens when you're with your kids? Do you feel distracted? Do you feel like you don't have enough time for them? Are you with them? And when you're with them, you're totally focused, but then you feel bad because you're not doing other things. Like what's actually at play here? Well, I think, I think it's more of, you know, I've been an entrepreneur and a business owner since I was 20, uh, 21 actually. And, you know, there, I have not, um, in my career built up the business where, you know, I feel anyways that I can, I can, um, shut off or, or, you know, have, have the ability to hire people to, um, provide me with the boundaries or support that I need. And so, you know, there are times where I, I, I guess I feel guilty. It's like, Hey, if I, if I didn't have that responsibility as a business owner, would I, would I act and behave differently? Would I, if I could, you know, put my phone down, put emails, put my phone on, you know, and it's not phone. Like I use that as an analogy, but it's, it's, it's actually, you know, um, focus time, mind, you know, where your frame of mind is and having the ability to, um, not have that stress and, and, um, that comes with business ownership. Um, would I be able, be able to be more present with them? So, you know, when you ask the question about like, you know, what is it like? I would say that there's many times that I'm a hundred percent present. I'm focused. The phones, you know, phone or distractions are away. Um, I'm not thinking about anything else and I don't feel, feel guilty about not looking at something. Um, so, but it's more of like, am I going to wake up 10 years from now or 20 years from now and regret that I have a massive responsibility in my businesses and I don't have the flexibility and freedom. People think that, you know, business ownership provides flexibility and freedom. And I, I think sometimes the opposite, depending on the stage of the business. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I question if that's something that I I'm going to regret. So. So can you fast forward for me for a minute? in your brain and look and look backwards. So just pretend you're 10 years older, 20 years older. What would you regret? Like if you, if you were to just say, Hey, you know, like this is what exactly what I'm here. If I continue on this trajectory, here's what I will regret. Can you name it? Or are you kind of saying, well, I'm not sure if I'll regret it. Uh, I think I'm not quite sure. Um, because I think if I was certain and sure, then I would make the changes accordingly. But, um, you know, if, if I could try to capture it, you know, looking forward, I don't have balance on a daily or weekly basis. I think I have more balance on a monthly and an annual basis. So, you know, I, I allocate time, you know, if we go away for vacation and we're gone for three weeks, I, I put things and parameters in place where I can be, you know, highly, you know, engaged and, and available and focused. And that's where I get a lot of value, but daily, sometimes days are, you know, I leave the house at six and I come home at, you know, usually I try to get home at five or six, but there are times that are nine or 10 because, you know, work demands or commitments or you name it. So I think it's more of, you know, parenting is a funny thing because there's no, 
there's no golden handbook, you know, um, you, you don't understand it until you're in it. And I think you do, you do the best with what you have. Um, and I hope I'm making really smart choices and decisions. And, um, I just don't want to look back going, Hey man, I made mistakes or I regret the fact that I wasn't available every day equally. Um, that it was, that there was balance on a daily basis, um, not just a monthly and an annual basis. Um, you know, and, and because some weeks are, are, you know, and days are overwhelmingly busy and, you know, and, and some aren't. So I think okay. providing that consistency, yeah. you know, I, I believe right. that the household and children need a level of consistency. And when it's not consistent, they can't predict that. So, so here's a question for you, and then I'll give you some thoughts and feedback. Uh, are your kids complaining that you're not present? Do they want mm. more time with you? I think so. I think, I think there's times for sure. There's times that they say that for sure. Okay. Okay. And how about your wife? Does she say, Hey, Curtis, you should, you know, calm maybe down. calm down or yeah. yeah, the odd time she's super supportive because she knows the responsibility I have, but uh, you know, I think there's times that for sure she reminds me to, you know um, she's a good reminder. How about that? And she reminds you to what specifically? Uh, take a break, slow down. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So there's a, there's a couple of things that I want to share with you and they are equal and opposite thoughts. Okay. And so you use the word balance an awful lot. And, um, you know, here's what I think about balance. You ever go to a park and you see two kids on a teeter totter and they're in perfect balance. Yeah. What happens when they're in perfect balance? Well, someone has to disrupt it eventually. Like they're not What's happening right now in this state of balance? Oh, there's equal weight on both sides. Yeah, but is there anything happening? No. Nothing. Nothing yeah. happens, right? Yeah. And so this concept of going for balance isn't really the ideal because especially someone like you who seems to be not only full of energy but has high drive and has lots of desires, I don't think balance is the ultimate goal. I think your right. goal is kind of to... Be super present wherever you are, which is very different from balance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now the question becomes how do you become super present wherever you are? And so a lack of presence comes from a few things. Sometimes it's wiring. We're sometimes wired to like need all this input and attention. And, you know, some of us just have that higher level of energy where we have to be moving and we have to be doing and we have to, right? Some, some of us are wired that way. But at the same time, what I notice is that a lot of leaders who feel like they can't get away from work, that feeling comes from a set of beliefs that says, I'm the only one who could do X, Y, and Z. I am needed to be there. I am irreplaceable. There are these things that I do that nobody else could do. And that is a function of a leader who has a set of beliefs that are getting in the way and aren't necessarily leveraging their resources completely. Okay, so from my perspective, you're not necessarily going for balance. You're the mm -hmm. guy who needs that action, that activity, that coming and going. Like, that's just who you are. That's just the way it's going to be. But yeah. at the same time, you don't have to be at the mercy of your business. And so the idea is that we want to increase your level of choice. So that if you want to be coming and going and, you know, in it and engaged, it's up to you. 
Right. It's not ever a function of you saying, well, I have no choice. It's my business. I can't rely on people. I'm just not there yet. So that's the issue that we want to address to say, hey, if you want to have a little bit more freedom, then let's look at how you are tapping into your resources, how you are leveraging your team, how you are uh, keeping some areas of responsibility that perhaps you can delegate. Let's look at those things that you're holding on to for dear life. And let's look at how we can loosen your grip a little bit Mm -hmm. and assign some of those tasks and responsibilities to others. And perhaps look at some of the tasks and responsibilities that don't even need to be done, right? So we want to simplify, we want to eliminate, we want to delegate, we want to really look at your task list and say, let's loosen you up a little bit in terms of what's on your plate. But at the same time, we want to give you choice so that Curtis can say, this is the stuff I want to do. This is the stuff that lights me up. This is the coming and going I want to do, but this is a choice I'm making Mm -hmm. as opposed to this is where I am stuck. I have no choice. I'm at the mercy of this business. And so there, right? So there are two things going on. One is Curtis, I think you're the guy who needs that high level of action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to remove that from you because that would just kill you. You would just get bored. You would, right? That's not a good thing for you. Yeah. Right? Did I did totally. I nail that? Yeah. But yeah. the other side of the coin is you probably don't need to have everything on your plate. And so the and what I want to do is I want to elevate your leadership by saying leaders choose selectively what they're engaged with and what they're not engaged with. And right. so my guess is that there are a whole bunch of things that you're engaged with that you don't need to be engaged with, that, that there are other solutions for those things. And so you want to do both. So now the idea is to increase your consciousness about what you're doing when and that you have choice about how to spend time with your kids. If you want to be present, it's up to you, right? So at no point will you say, I have no choice. Yeah. Right. Does that, does that make sense to you? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And it's surprising, right? Because I'm not, I'm not giving you a hard time for being wired the way you are. Correct. I'm saying we got to leverage that, but you need to have a level of conscious awareness. Yeah, exactly. And decide where you really want to spend your time. Cause I'm going to guess there are places where you're spending your time that are less than ideal, that mm. aren't leveraging your strengths that aren't necessary. Yeah. Right. And then, and then the question becomes when you're with your kids, how do you operate? Are you, are you, not only present, but are you enjoying your time with them? Do you get annoyed easily? But that's a whole other level, right? And we can yeah. talk about that another day. But hopefully that gave you some things to think about. Oh, that was great. Yeah, thank you. And uh, hopefully it uh, gave you an idea that when we coach people, we don't want to kind of change who they are fundamentally. We want to understand who they are and truly leverage their character, their nature, their wiring and bring the best of them to the table. And so for you, we want to bring the best of you to the table, all that energy, all that, what did you call it? That vibrating level. We want to make sure it's in place. We don't want to dissipate that. But at the same time, we want you to be able to um, really make conscious choices. I hope, hope that was helpful. For those of you who are listening, think about your own nature. 
and think about how you vibrate and what energy levels you have and think about the things that you're doing that perhaps aren't so necessary, the places where you feel trapped, the places where you feel like, man, I can't get out of this and start to ask yourself if that's actually true. What beliefs do you have that are keeping you stuck in the place of doing things that you feel like there's no one else who can do them? Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and share. Also, we're always looking for podcast guests. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast and you're willing to share a challenge, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that perhaps you'd like to share, but not on the podcast, please reach out to me as well. Again, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Curtis, thank you so much for yeah, thank you very much. On this podcast. Yeah.